Hello and welcome to Guns and Devils. Yes, we are back again. God knows why the way both our teams are performing as late. But here we are nonetheless. <laughs> I'm your host, Carl Pierce, And with me, as always, Harry Kane to my Spurs. It's Liam Hall. Hello, Liam. Hello, thank you. That's that's quite flattering, but I don't know if you're only saying that because you know how much I hate Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, I guess. I mean, I mean, what what I take from that is that it means that you're nothing without me. So you know what? <laughs> I would take that very wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've revealed my hand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, I, I know what's in your hand already, so... <laughs> <laughs> We've started already. My my boys, my boys, my boys. It is so good to be back. Um, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a therapy session between us, to be honest. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Maybe more for me than you, though. Cause, I mean, until the last couple of games, uh, I mean, Arsenal have been playing pretty well, um, mm. right, to be honest. And you've, you've just seemed to have bottled it, perhaps, for a lack of a better, better word, the last couple of games. I mean, maybe you can offer a bit more insight um, yeah. So what's going on? I think the problems that you know they're quite apparent. Um, we're just uh, waiting for next season to start, really. Under whoever we get as a new manager, apparently Ten Hag is close to agreement, but it's not not in concrete yet. And apparently Red Bull Iceberg have also inquired about Ten Hag's availability. So that might put a yeah. spanner in the works. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess we might as well we might as well start there. I guess so. Um, I mean, is 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 a. I mean, have you have you seen many Ajax games? Not really, if I'm honest. No, I looked into watch a lot of the Dutch league. Excuse me. That's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a very he's a very interesting coach for sure. I mean, he has lots of. Um, I guess he's, he's very similar to Pep Guardiola in some ways, and also a bit of. He's a bit of a mix between Pep Guardiola and Klopp. I mean, he has a lot of uh, kind of positional play that both of them kind of like. But I think he's a bit more possession-based. So, I don't know. He's a very interesting appointment. I can see kind of something... Easy. I mean, well, he's slightly similar to Ragnik as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be very fascinating to see how he does there. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I, are you looking forward to him coming in? Uh, if if it indeed is him, I mean, I'm looking forward to whoever the new manager is at this point, as long as it's <laughs> not someone like Steve Bruce. As as long as it's not Ragnick. <laughs> um, so if, 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 I mean, I think what's going to be key with this, I think, is how long you let him build a squad. Because um, I mean, I think that's going to be very very important. Because I mean, I think you're going to have an awful lot of turnover to get the kind of squad. Yeah, I think it's going to be. A- to a two to three season job looking at the state of things um you know a lot of players are going to be going jay jay ling's going to be going pogba's going to be going there's a few of us that really need to be shipped out in all honesty uh, a lot of positions need overhauling i would say both um right back and left back we need better quality there um probably need a bit someone else in center back as well um, perhaps take the cap. Perhaps keep Maguire, but take the captaincy off him. See if the you know the pressure of being the captain helps get you know get his form back a bit. Yeah, 
Mm. Um, midfield, we need some, yeah, we need better, better midfield players as well. Obviously, yeah, we'll need to bring people in if Lingard and Pogba's go in. Also, up front, we'll need, you know, we're going to need to buy strikers. And that's, um, the, some of the players in the youth squad are ready to bring up. I can't remember his name, but there's a player uh, currently scoring hatfuls of goals for the under twenty ones or whatever. So yeah, mm. I think there's players. I think there's players there. I don't know why they've not been brought up now. Up to the first team now, the way some of them are performing, you, you may as well play them if the senior players um, uh, are being so lacklustre. And of course, we'll need to. But yeah, um, yeah, Cavani will, will be resigning. Uh, obviously. Greenwood hopefully will never play for Man United or any football team again. Mm. So we'll definitely need um, um, but to bolster up front as well. So there's a lot of positions that n- need work. And I think they're going to be better off trying to scout properly and bringing in players for reasonable fees rather than going out and getting these superstar names for 70, 100 million. Because as we've seen, they, they don't always end up performing that well anyway, do they? Spending a lot of money on a player doesn't necessarily mean you're getting um, quality, I suppose. I mean, mm. look at Lukaku, was it 90 million? And he's struggling to even get a start for Chelsea at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's had a very poor season for, for his high standards. He seems like a bit of a bad fit for, for the way we want to play, and especially for, for what they want as a striker. I mean, he's never really been much of a hold-up player, mm. um, which, I mean, he did improve on a bit slightly in, in Serie A, from what I understand, but, you know, he, he's better suited for kind of doing that Henri kind of role, you know, running the channels and going out to the right-hand side and stuff. So, yeah, I, one thing I think is, is a positive, though, um, about Man United is that if Tan Hag does come in, is that Donny van der Beek was his CDM at mm. Ajax. So, I mean, I, I think CDM is probably your biggest problem area. So maybe that might be less of a concern than maybe it appears. Um, maybe. I mean, we all knew we needed to bring someone in the summer in that area. We didn't. And look at the mess we find ourselves in. Mm. So, you know, I hope the Glazers and the, the new guy in in char uh, as director, I forget his name now. He's only just recently got the job. Mm. Um, hopefully, they learn from their mistakes. And Ten Hag's apparently asking for a bit more control over the squad, which I think you need. I think I think it shows that uh, a lot of football teams do do better when the manager has more control over things. You know, they need to bring in the players they want for the for the position. You know, the right players for the positions and how they want to play, not just somebody, uh, someone in the boards decided to bring in. Apparently, Mourinho never never, never even asked for Fred. He, he was just mm. bought and, you know, there you are. Yeah, I think a similar thing happened with, um, uh, with, uh, with uh, but not Odegaard, um, Solskjaer, I, I, I seem to remember, which is probably a bit of a worry also. Um, I mean, I think I think the main thing is that if if you do if you do go with Ten Hag and if you buy him players, if if he doesn't work out for whatever reason, I think you need to go with a similar manager. Otherwise, you're just going to end up with a weird hodgepodge of these players who just don't work out. Well, that's why I'm convinced Ten Hag was always the main plan because that, you mm. know why bring in Ragnar? Who you say 
as you said at the start, similar sort of qualities. He's just been brought in there to sort of hold the fort and, and I think weed out the, the bad elements ready for the new guy to take over. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think for them, I think in some ways he's done a decent job. I mean, there's, there's been bad performances from you guys. Um, I mean, especially the last one. But I mean, you've had some good moments as well, Andy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not super convinced about his coaching in, in all honesty, but mm. it, it's hard to really. It's, it's hard to really judge him when the players just don't seem to be putting any effort in, to be honest. I mean, against Everton, we were woeful. And the best player on the pitch when he came on was one matter, to be honest. That's probably because he doesn't play very often, so he wanted to come on and show what he could do. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about that Everton game. Because um, I remember messaging you um, before it happened, because I think you were worrying. And I was like, you're not going to lose to Everton. There's no way that you would lose to Everton. No matter how bad you can be, you would never lose to Everton. And you lost to Everton. <laughs> well, yeah, I told you. I, I could see it a mile off. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you couldn't, to be honest. The performances have been so lackluster. And we but, did have a lot of the First off, we did have a lot of the ball before they scored. But uh, because we're, we're, we haven't got... a you know, a proper target man to bring in at the moment. Um, we just didn't seem to be able to really break them down and make any real sort of penetrating chances. And then they got a, quite a lucky goal, really, after the deflection. But that, yeah. that was obviously enough for them. And we sort of just, as we have done so often uh, this season, sort of gave up the ghost. Perhaps not as bad as the City game, but... Know, the effort and determination, you know, you'd think, like Rackley said, do you think they'd be eager to play in the Champions League and they'd want to try and secure fourth spot, but they're playing like, because they, they're not playing for the league title, they kind of be asked, but it's mm. important, you know, it's important if you want to be seen as a top club to qualify for those positions. It brings in extra, re- you know, it brings in the extra revenue, and then you, you're more likely to get the quality signings you want because you've got the prestige of playing in the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was to ask you about a few players because I've seen highlights of the game and there were extracts, and I'm looking at the kind of the stats of it now. Um, did, did did Fred get injured? Yes, yeah, he had to come okay. off. I think that, that could be. I mean, I can't I'm not sure that helped because Pog because Pogba came on for him and he and he clearly can't give him. He clearly doesn't give a stuff. I don't even know why he's. He should be dropped completely because he's just not putting the effort in at all. They may as well put Matter on or, you know, that, or, um, oh, what's his name, Hannibal. Yeah. Promote him, put him in the squad. You know, give well, him a try, at least. I mean, he's even been called up for his national side. I mean, why? I mean, is there something in contracts that is preventing him? Is it the board that says you have to play the, these players? Uh, I mean, they can't. You seriously can't do any worse than we have been doing, so I don't see what the tr- you know what the problem is. For, you know, sticking them in the first team, I really don't. In fairness to um, Ragnick with that decision, I mean, you were you were goal down, and I mean, you never really know what Pogba's going to do. But if there's a chance that he's on his game, most likely you're probably going to win. Um, yeah, but it's not on his, that... yeah, but it's not on his game, mate. It, it's been clear for. No, um, the last well, half of the chance. season. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd rather have a player that's not quite as good but is willing to put in the effort, to be honest. 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's I think for the while that's that's kind of a route we went to, and it actually worked quite well. Um, I wanted to ask about Marcus Rashford because obviously he's been linked with a move away. Um, he hasn't been great recently, but it seemed like he had some. It seemed like he was putting in a, a, a bit more of an effort, and he was getting in some good places at the very least. Yeah, he started off all right, but then for some reason they switched him and Sancho around, and then he just went quiet again. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what the point of that was, if mm. you know what I mean. And because he did look like he was trying and making some progress, but then as I say, as soon as they switched side, he was um I don't know, he sort of vanished from the game really. So so I don't know. That's why I do wonder that's the sort of things that makes me wonder about Ragnar's coaching credentials a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was substituted for Wamasa, who no matter how good of a game he had, actually, he might have been substituted for Alanga, I don't really know. But I think that says it all when he's being replaced, you know, like for like, or even by a defender. Mm, well, Alanga really should be starting, but I suppose I've worried Rashford will want away again if he's not starting games. But to be quite honest, he doesn't deserve to be starting games. Mm. Like I said this on the last podcast, it's no good moaning and groaning that. Um, you should be starting when you clearly shouldn't be starting because you're not playing well enough. You shouldn't start on your on your name value or what you've done on the past. You should be starting on current form. And if your current form isn't good enough, then you you don't start because you have to pick for the good of the team. Yeah. So I mean, here's a question: If if Tan Hag comes in, um, would you? Do you want? Would you want like Rashford to leave, or would you want to see how he performs? Like? No, I'd I'd like him to stay. Um, maybe under a new, maybe the summer, you know, the summer break under a new coach. Um, they they can get him going again. Because mm. talent just doesn't disappear. I think I still think he's suffering a bit from. You know the World Cup missing that, not World Cup, the Euros missing that penalty and all the and all the abuse he got for it. And I think mm. that affected Sancho a little bit as as well at the start of the season. Who had started playing better, but he was pretty anonymous in the Everton game. And in all fairness, yeah, I, I think all the players really actually got affected by that Euros. I mean, Kane got affected, Sancho. Saka, I think it, I think it affected a lot of people. I think um, making a final for the first time in a long time, he, it would sort of be the opposite. But it seems to have been yeah. worse than when we've gone out in the first round. But it's such a high, I guess. Because I mean, a very similar thing happened with Tottenham when they when when they were in the final of the Champions League. You know, they were so high, and I guess from there, it's very hard to keep the momentum going when you feel like you've failed at the final hurdle. Mm. So I wonder if there's a bit of a psychological element with some of these players. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, we might as well talk a little bit about Everton if you want. Um, I mean, they had, they did perform reasonably well. I mean, they played very well. To be fair, they sort of play. Mm. They sort. I mean, they're fighting for survival, so. It's, but it's not hard to play with more passion and gusto than United. At the moment, and you know they looked, they looked up, they looked a lot more up for the fight, especially especially when they scored as well. That really lifted them. Yeah, I it would be very surprising actually if his Everton Everton team goes down. You know, so I'm, I'm looking at the lineup, and I mean they have a lot of quality there. Even like if you choose like the worst players, so to speak, 
you know, like even even like even like Alex Awobi, there's still mm. like a certain quality. No, they shouldn't go down, but we've said that before about certain teams that have ended up getting relegated. So, mm. you know, you, you just never know. Yeah. Deli Ali's um, a bit of a surprise. He didn't even feature in, in your game. No, I don't know what's Very going true. on with him. But I'm still, I'm still not super sure of Lampard's credentials as a top coach, to be quite honest. I think he's... He's still got a lot to prove. A one-nil win over a half-assed Man United doesn't suddenly make them a, a good team. Yeah. Um, so, so actually, I, I wanted to run this by you before we go into Arsenal because um, I'm looking at your fixtures to the end of the season. Do you think there's a worry that you might not even get Europa League? Perhaps, but I don't know. I mean, if it's a big rebuild on, it might not be. A, terrible thing mm. not to have to worry about playing in Europe and con- so we can concentrate on uh, domestic and getting things getting things right there. I mean, the biggest disappointment um, with the season really is because last season we finished second. We got, you know, we were close to winning a trophy and we thought we were just a couple of steps away from, mm. um, you know, getting there and challenging for the silverware again and it started off well enough with the game against Leeds but we always need to beat Leeds I think they I think they, they they must play in a way that suits that suits us but um, yeah it's just I don't know it just went from bad to worse and there's a lot of people saying oh perhaps they should have stuck with uh, stuck with Ali but I don't know I don't see how you could because I mean like not all Results have been great under Ragnar, but at least we've not been losing four nil, five nil to Watford and and what have you. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, I wanted to go for your fixtures because I'm. I, I mean, it's very interesting. So you have Norwich next, which I think you probably should win. Yeah, we'll lose that one. <laughs> and then you have you have Liverpool, you have us, you have Brentford, you have Brighton, you have Crystal Palace, and you have Chelsea. We might be able to get ourselves up for the Liverpool game, but I don't think we'll be. I don't think we'll be able to win that somehow. But you never know. If it means it stops them from winning the title, it might. It might g us up enough to to get to sneak a, a draw. You, you never know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have sure. us as well. Who yeah, that? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't like to say. I mean, I, I would have said that was an easy win for you, but the way you have suddenly dropped off, I, I mean, that could go either way. Yeah, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be very interesting. But I guess with that, I guess we maybe should move on to um, my team. Sadly, um, so it's I mean before the international break, I think we had been unbeaten in our last eight. I mm. think I think we'd only lost one game since Christmas, which I think is Magic City. Do you, do you think it's the international break? Do you think that? Do you think that sort of stopped your momentum? Um, and, or, or have you got any other reasons? Why? Why do you think you've Lost the last two games in a row, and before you were you were doing really well. Yeah, I think I think there's two part things. I think I, I don't think no one's really talking about the international break, but we always seem to do very badly after it. Um, I can't remember the last time we had one, but I think I can't. Yeah, I can't actually remember who we lost to. Oh, we've lost to Liverpool as well. But um, yeah, um, I mean, also I think. The, well, that was in, no surprise. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. I think the injuries to Kieran Tierney and Thomas Partey have been a huge, a huge hit. Um, well, I'd say definitely Partey. I mean, 
Tyranny seems to be injured more than he plays, to be perfectly honest. So he should be used to playing without him. Yeah. Well, cause, I mean, when we were against Crystal Palace, we were without Tierney. And we had Nunes Tavares, who had a really, really good um, start to the season, unfortunately. So, I mean, I remember people actually saying that maybe he should replace Tierney permanently. But um, he had an absolute shocker against Crystal Palace. And then towards the end, party goes down with an injury. And... Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a worrying time for us because there's not an obvious option of who we should go for. I mean, for a while, I think our starting eleven's kind of picked itself. Um, did you did you see any of the Crystal Palace game? Uh, I didn't, I'm afraid. No, but I did notice he started both Emil Smith Rowe and Martinelli, which he very rarely does. He usually starts one or the other, doesn't he? Yeah, because I think um, I think they kind of get in their way slightly a little bit. And I think, um, for whatever reason, they just haven't really worked as a pair. The balance doesn't seem mm. to be there with it. And I, th- I think, I think having Jacker, well, I mean Jacker. Oh, because you were saying he was um, in defence or something. You were telling me where was he playing? Um, so actually, I think in this game, uh, actually, well, in this game he was in his normal position, which ah, right. Um, but in in Bryson, which I'll get onto. Um, he yeah, he moved to left back. Ah right, perhaps it's the Brighton <laughs> game. I'm thinking of. I, I, I don't know you text me yeah. saying, "Oh, he's playing such and such position." Yeah, um, but in this game, I think Crystal Palace were just Crystal Palace were just a far better team. They were energized. Conor Gallagher just stuck to party like glue. Um, they they tracked our runners. We couldn't do anything. I mean, we actually had some very good chances to score. To be honest, um, we probably should have scored at least one or two. But regardless, Crystal Palace were definitely the better team and to be honest I was fine with us losing because I think we deserved that I think the more important one was Brighton and with Brighton mm. we started um, we, we dropped Leco- um, we dropped what's his face we dropped the Tavares for left back and Jacker at left back instead <laughs> who I mean Jacker's a very divisive player at the best of times just a bit yeah. Well, I was surprised you didn't sell him when uh, Roma came in for him, to be honest. I, I, I thought you, you, you might have been happy to to get him gone because he can be a bit of an unsettling influence at times, can't he? Because yeah. didn't he have the captaincy stripped off him at one point as well? He did, yeah. I, I think he's. I think for the most part, his mentality has been good. It's just been small moments of petulance. He, he does have a. He, yeah, he's to say. I was to say, he does have a habit of getting sent off. At least he's been. You know, at least that hasn't happened in the last couple of matches. So there's that. Yeah, that's good. And I, I mean, I think your discipline, not just Saka, but your disciplinary, has been quite bad for uh, for this season, really, hasn't it? It is, but it's weird though because I don't know if you know this. With We've conceded the least amount of fouls of any Premier League team, and yet we've got more yellow cards than most <laughs> of them, and more red cards than most of them. Not sure how that works. It, it is a bit. It is very unusual because <laughs> when I watch these games, I I don't think any, many of them are reckless or ridiculous. It's very odd. I I, I don't. I can't. I can't believe. Do you think it. sometimes for someone like Zaka? The, his reputation sort of comes before, you know, comes mm. before him, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. You find that, I think you find that a bit of Roy Keane and, and other players that, you know, a t- challenge that would probably just get a yellow or a caution from any other player because it's that, because it's them and they've got a bit of a reputation. The referee seems to be less lenient. Yeah, I think that definitely is part of it. I mean, there's a, I think in, during the Villa game, 
he um he got booked for I think it was a culmination of multiple fouls, even though he made one foul the whole game. <laughs> it's one of those where it's just, I, I think reputation is part of it. But um yeah, against Brighton, he just didn't work at left back and we got caught out. No um, surprise, really. You, you, the way you text me, you seem quite concerned. So I was playing it right back. That's a bit, that's interesting. I think it was something like that you, you said. Yeah, see, he, he had done okay at left back a few times before. Is that, I mean, were you shorthanded? I mean, why, why, why do you think he was put there? Well, I, I think because Tavares had such a poor performance against Crystal Palace and he's our only left back. I guess he, I guess mm. I didn't trust him. Um, which is, I, I would have liked him to have a chance to bounce back, to be honest, because I think we're going to need him um, this season. And so I think playing him in games and building up his confidence, I think probably would be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, maybe being in and out of the team for, for tenor, tyranny hasn't helped his confidence, if you know what I mean. As his tyranny's mm. back, he knows, he knows he's going to be back on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. And I think usually when he actually plays, he has a bit more support from Granit Xhaka as well. And I think Granit Xhaka was too busy doing other things, particularly with the Palace game. But um, in terms of Brighton, I mean, it would have been nice to win that game. <laughs> but I mean, Brighton played very, very well. But I think we, mm. I think we should beat them. But no, I, I mean, I was surprised Maggie. you lost. I was surprised you lost both of those games, to be honest. I mean, because was it the worst game? I mean, you fought really hard to. Mm. To get the to get the you know the win in that in that match and you and you seem to be on a good sort of streak and then like, yeah perhaps injuries and uh, international breaks sort of stimmied your motivation somewhat perhaps yeah I think I think that definitely is the case I mean the players just looked a little bit lost and lost from motivation as well um, which is just a real shame but um, I mean our next game is Southampton away which has notoriously been yeah, so say Southampton, Southampton are a bit of a bogey team for you, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, last time we actually at Southampton, we actually won, but I mean, they just lost six nil to Chelsea as well. So I think it's going to be real. If we, if they're we, a if funny I, team, Southampton. Yeah, they can play really well, but they do have these games where they lose by a ridiculous amount of goals as well, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think. I'm making a bold prediction. If we if we do well, no, it's not bold. But if we beat Southampton, I think top four is still possible. Mm. It's hard, but I think it's still possible. If we lose Southampton, I think it's it's gone. Unless Spurs have an absolutely terrible. Well, collapse. yeah, I mean Spurs haven't still haven't shown that they've got super consistency. I mean, I think they won the last couple, but um, they still managed to lose to us somehow in and the midst of our bad performances. So, you know. <sighs> Uh, anything's possible. I'd say we're definitely out of it now, but you yeah. just don't know, do you? Yeah, I mean, I think we should actually talk a bit about, a bit about Spurs because they've they've been they've, they've been very interesting to me, to be honest. Because I mean, they scored a lot of goals, um, but I mean, against Villa, there's points where they looked a little bit shaky, to be honest. Which I mean, by the scoreline, you wouldn't think. Um, mm. It's a very odd team. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of it is. Long balls to Kane. Well, they rely a lot on Son and Kane, and when one of them two is out, that's when the wheels seem to come off, doesn't it? To be fair, yeah. Uh, to be fair, Kulusevski actually has been a fantastic signing. Um, mm. I, think, I, I think that's actually helped him a lot as well, so they don't have to depend so much on them. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they've Brighton, 
and Brentford in the next two games. Who could they could there could be some problems there for them potentially, especially with Brentford at the moment. Mm. Um, but I guess, I guess you never know. Um, you doubt that's the beauty of sport. Yeah, nothing's certain, really. Yeah, anyone can lose. Anyone can lose to anyone on that day. Yeah, which which I love, but it's also painful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so who's if you had to get make a guess for the top four right now, who would you who would you say in order? Because we'll, we'll uh, get onto City and Liverpool next, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that how it is now would be my guess. Um, I would say I think City will just clinch the title, then Liverpool, then Chelsea, and then Spurs. I know before that game, you know, big win against Southampton, Chelsea had been looking a bit, a bit shaky actually, hadn't they? And we're losing mm. a bit of ground, so. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be super certain on them, but they seem to manage to uh, rally when it matters. Chelsea, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the table now, and they're oh, actually, they are around about five points clear of Tottenham, the game in hand. So I think I don't think they're going to drop to fourth. No, they should be all right then, if that's the case. Yeah, and um. I don't know. I mean, I think there's still a chance for us against Tottenham, particularly as we're playing them, which I think is going to be that's going to be a big six pointer. Yeah, <laughs> it will. It will be, won't it? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know you still had to play that. That'll be a that'll be a fair game. That will. Yeah. So, I think that could be a real decider. We can get some form. Well, while well, we're on Chelsea, because they, they actually play later tonight, because we're recording on Tuesday. Mm. Do, do they have a chance of overturning that three-one deficit at the Barnabas? I I would never I I wouldn't count them out. No, I would never count Chelsea out as well. I think it it is going to be a big ask. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think Real Madrid was spectacular at Stamford Bridge. It was just like an excellent showing from Benzema, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, and Fingy, I, I... Um, Vinicius Junior was causing them a lot of problems as well. He's he's quite a pacey um, player, isn't he? And he seemed to be. Um, causing them a few a few issues. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I mean, uh, particularly particularly as James likes to get down, you know, the line quite a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, James is he's actually a very good defender, but he can be done, especially by someone as good as Vinicius. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, everyone, everyone can be done. Of that. <laughs> that's 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 the point, isn't it? That's true. But I mean, you know, Havertz is in good form. Um, you know, Mason Mount always seems to step up with these kind mm. of games. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I yeah. I mean, hell, Real Madrid came back against PSG. It looked like they were. It looked like it yeah, was like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, anyone can sort of turn a sort of result like that around. It it is Chelsea. I still fancy Real Madrid, but. Uh, you just never know, and I think the fact—I think the fact that you don't have the away goals anymore sort of gives you a bit more so. oppor- gives you a bit more opportunity for comebacks as well now, because you don't have to worry about going out on a stupid draw. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to, that my rule used to be the bane of my life. My God, I mean, I liked it in a sense because it made um, you know European football a bit different because you had the uh, the away goal rule in there but um it was it was annoying if you went out on a draw because 
the, the other team had one more away goal or whatever it was. So, yeah, and I do think we're getting some better matches so far this season. So perhaps it's for the best that it's it's gone. Teams have been a bit less cautious. Absolutely. I mean, um, I I mean, some a team like Villarreal really really surprised me to be honest. Mm, yeah, I still fancy Bayern Munich to overturn that, but you just never know. Yeah, I, or I think they probably would, but it wouldn't really surprise me. You know, you and I, Emery's actually mm. made quite a team. So it's just been an all-around bad time for Arsenal. Bamiang's scoring loads of goals. Unai Emery's beating Bayern Munich. It's funny, you know, he is a good coach, but it just went so wrong for him at Arsenal somehow, didn't it? Still mystifies me, that one. I feel like he's someone that, if he doesn't have a dressing room, I think he's, I think he's... I think he's screwed. You know, I think he had a PSG. Mm. He couldn't. He couldn't hand over back those egos. You know, at least that's how that's how it felt in my eyes. Perhaps all the granite Saka stuff was this sort of undoing for um, Emery yeah. Arsenal, perhaps. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. But um, I guess we will with that. Um, we might as well move on. To another former PSG, I oh know he's not a former PSG coach. I was thinking of Tuchel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Manchester City and Liverpool. We, we talked about this a little bit off air. Mm. Um, where do you think they rank as one of the rivalries in the Premier League? Is it is it one of those which is just purely performance based rather than an emotional basis? Yeah, I would say so at the moment. I mean, maybe if they start clashing a bit more. The titles, you might you might see a bit more of a heated rivalry um, uh, evolve, but I don't know. I mean, both coaches seem to like and respect each other. Um, the you know, there doesn't really seem to be any super animosity between the players. Um, I, I, you know, it's not to say it isn't a big rivalry, but I think all the hyperbole around this weekend is it was the biggest match of all time. It's the biggest rivalry of all time. Perhaps I've been watching mm. too much Perhaps I've been watching too much WrestleMania <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the game they had was it was very entertaining. Oh, it was certainly a good match. Two really good teams, you know, playing some good football. But I don't know, I think it pales in comparison to the actual rivalry between Arsenal and United back in the day when there seems to be proper hatred. Uh, I I think, I mean, Arsene Wenger and Fergie became quite good friends as the years went by, but at the beginning, they, they, you know, um, they they seemed to despise each other. And the the players on the pitch, you know, Vieira and Keane were at odds. you know, that whole penalty incident. Um, I think it was when Nistroy tried to take a penalty and um, what's his name? Keown squaring up to him and, and whatnot. Still can't get over how sort of calm and articulate uh, Keown is off the pitch as a commentator. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> was such a such a beast on the pitch, wasn't he? <laughs> he really was, yeah. I mean, even like Roy Keane as well, he, he seems just mm. like a friendly grandpa off the pitch now. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't quite go that far. Some of the things he comes out with now and again. (laughs) Grumpy grandpa, perhaps. Yes, yeah. Hmm. It it is strange. I mean, even at the end of of the game on Saturday, like De Bruyne and um, Van Dyke were just having a nice friendly chat after because their kids go to school together. And it's like, how things have changed. You know, you can't imagine Neville talking to Jose Reyes or something after Mm. their game. 
You can't imagine um, Kyle Walker throwing pizza at somebody in the <laughs> dressing room. No, absolutely not. Um, I can imagine Phil Foden doing it. Maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe, maybe not those two. Um, I mean, do you think it's just a personality thing? They've kind of weeded this personality thing out of the game. Might, might be a little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine Keane and Vieira playing nowadays. They'd never be on the pitch, would they? They'd be yeah. red card. They'd be red carded every five minutes. I mean, Vieira got red carded an awful lot even then. Now, mm, I mean, exactly. Right. He'd, he'd be the new Jacker. He wouldn't be able to touch anyone. <laughs> <laughs> But um, how do you think? How do you think our, you, our best teams would do against these two? I mean, like the pr- Invincibles versus. I mean, you could choose whatever era of Man United, two thousand seven, eight. Yeah, I hope they give us because I'm not uh, brave enough to say they definitely win, but I think I think they'd come close. I mean, especially you talk about the nineteen nine team that won the treble, or uh, the team in two thousand eight that won the Premier League and Champions League. Uh, double, yeah, like a prime Ronaldo and Carlos Tevez and Rooney and Owen Hargreaves and Vidic and Ferdinand in defence. I mean, that was a, you know, that was a, you know, a really, really good team. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a team that could be anybody on their day, definitely. And Spain, Arsenal, you know, a team that's got Henri and Perez and would Burkamp still be about them? Uh- I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking invincibles, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's a you know, um, can't remember what your defensive lineup would have been back then, but it's uh, definitely a team that it's definitely a team that's capable of beating anybody. You can't tell me at the moment Liverpool. I mean, Salah's very good, but you can't tell me that they've got anyone as good as Henri. I mean, I think those two. I think that'll be really interesting to see who who would be better nowadays. Mm. I mean, I mean, they're also very different players as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, yes, it would be very fascinating. I mean, I think Ashley Cole is maybe better than Robertson, but I don't know if you'd say Lauren is as good as Trent Alexander-Arnold. But I mean, it's so it's so different as well. Mm. You know, if Trent was in, if Trent played for, um, you know, Ferguson, he would have been the Beckham kind of type player. Possibly, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess you never really know. But um, I mean, it's it's fun to think about. But I mean, I think I think it's I think I think it's just like you know they have to you know it's a TV they have to hype up these matches so they're going to say these hyperbolic things. But I just find it annoying when it's nowhere near the biggest rivalry at the moment. I say maybe in a few years down the line if they're still competing over leagues and meeting in the I mean they could meet in the Champions League yeah if they both. Both win. I think they have got an FA Cup tie. So if you know they're facing each other more often, and a bit of uh, it gets a bit starts getting a bit more heated, um, which it could very well do if they're meeting each other more often. You know, more and more often. But it's quite easy to be. I suppose it is quite easy to be civil at the end of a match when you when you draw. It probably was a more or less, probably was about the right result. Still not completely convinced, um, Rashford, that Sterling was <laughs> offside. It was quite a tight one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think Man City probably edged it slightly. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very tight game. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't think they have the. I just in terms of edge, I think maybe I, I think like Tottenham and Arsenal probably have 
have it in terms of a rivalry, in terms of hatred mm. compared to these two. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, but by the way, whilst we've been on on air, um, apparently Man United have um, reached a verbal agreement with Tan Hag. So, oh yeah, right, so. well there you go. There, where's yeah. that? What's the what's the source for that? Uh, David Ornstein. So, I mean, it could be. Apparently, they're going to make an announcement after the Dutch. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are moaning like, why hasn't it been announced yet? But it's, you know, you, you got to be respectful to Ajax. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, they still they still have stuff to play for. I mean, if it's not mm. just the league. Um, are, are you excited for um, Haller to sign for your club next season? Yeah, I am. I think <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, and uh, and you're looking forward to Sebastian Haller. Um, replacing Ronaldo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham legend. Um, but yeah, I guess, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think we've covered everything we need to yeah. at the moment. I don't know if there's anything you want to, uh, anything you want to add? Uh, I think the only thing I want to add is that, Carl, you are my favourite um, you're my favourite guy in the world and uh, I hope Reese doesn't hear this because um, he'll kill me so um, yeah I, I appreciate and, it very much uh, that 50 quid has been wired to your account as we speak thank you yeah because I, I, I really needed the, the money <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I, I've, I've had a lot of fun and me and me as always it's nice to sort of it's quite cathartic to get it off your chest when your team's been playing shy hasn't it and hopefully uh we might maybe squeeze another one in before the end of the season but we'll definitely do an end of you know a recap at the end of the season uh yeah. depend you know no matter where we end up uh finishing and and whatnot i think maybe doing one after our game might be actually a good idea Mm, maybe depending on how it goes <laughs> oh, we might I mean, not we might the, those pleasant trees might be going out the window after yeah. that match do, do, you, do, you have a, do you have a prediction for that match before we go um, 1-0 Arsenal I'm going to say you know Ooh, damn that's, that's a bold prediction um, not that bold bloody hell I think we can't beat we can't beat Everton. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think it's going to be a draw because we 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 played Chelsea a few days before. Mm. So I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That'll be a tough game for you. You've still got quite a few tough games, really, haven't you? I didn't mm. realise. Yeah, well, I mean, we have lived Tottenham, us, Chelsea, but you've done quite well against Chelsea the recent recently, haven't you? To be fair, so. Yeah, well, I remember when you were on a run of poor form and they were playing really well, and you managed to beat them two 0 or something. So you, you just never know, do you? No, absolutely not. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I I really can't predict this season to be honest. I think for no. both of our teams. So there's a lot to play for. I mean, usually by this point of the season, you you know how the table's going to finish, and I mean, we still might. Mm. But it still could be interesting. But it's good this season we've got a proper race for the title as well, which is uh, I despise both City and Liverpool. I mean, <laughs> the last couple of seasons, one of them's already run away with it by now, haven't they? So it's still anybody's it's still anybody's title at the moment between those two. Yeah. I mean the fact that 
I think since both managers have been in the Prem, I think there's two points between both of them. That's kind of that's kind of insane to mm. me. But um, yeah, I suppose we'll see. Um, do, you, do you have any plugs you'd like to give, by the way? Um, just uh, you can check out our five o our room five one o's um, that we we did recently. Uh, one where Reese hosted against me and Liam. Um, more recently, I hosted. Uh, Liam um, against Reese, but and hopefully, and hopefully there'll be one where Liam will host me against Reese at some point when when Reese is free. So uh, check those out, look out for those. Um, I'll probably have more content that was got at some at some point. We're just sort of waiting for Obi Wan, really, but we might we might release the odd the odd thing. Before before we're, uh, Obi-Wan starts, so just keep a look out. But yeah, that's about it, really. You can check us out on Rogue underscore Opinions on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at Carlos underscore Fire 80 on Instagram and Twitter, too. All right, wonderful. Um, you can find... Um... You could find. Oh, sorry, my my mind's just gone. I'm definitely not searching for something. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't dare. Um, you can follow my Twitch at Carlos Fire um, underscore. Oh no, sorry. You can fo- follow me at Carl Seven Pierce on Twitch. You can do. I haven't really done anything on Twitch for a while though. <laughs> no, you haven't. I can't believe it. Also, it, it, I'm, I'm sorry. If you go on to um, Carl's Twitter. You're gonna find so many first picks, so many and so many stuff of Carl just firsting over girls, which you will, you will. Which I, it just, I don't really blame you, and uh, I mean, I, I, I'll get to the girls really. There's no, no, there's a reason for that. There's this, there's this one girl, and she's quite low on confidence, so I just like to give her likes and comments to help her feel good about herself. Uh, that's all that is, basically. Believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, 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 her name's Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, that one is first, then. <laughs> I mean, that's a very nice lie, um, Carl, but I, I appreciate that, the attempt. Um, do, do you want to shout out her Twitter whilst we're here? I can't remember it. Well, oh, that's, not a, that's not a lie. I, can't, I can barely remember <laughs> half the things that are happening at United that I learned anything else, but I have hurt my back and I am on some quite strong painkillers, so my my mind is a bit addled at the moment. Yeah, sorry for that. I'll, I'll try and go beat even you. even even more addled than normal. Yeah, I mean half the half the painkillers are just for speaking for me. So um, <laughs> yeah, you need even more for the back. Oh my God, but Carl, this has been a lot of fun. It has. It has. It's been, it's been a long one, which is what she said. Um, no one's ever said that. No one's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.